Welcome to Creatively Christian, a podcast by Theophany Media, where we inspire, inform, educate, and empower creative Christians of all types. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Hollingsworth. We have a special surprise today, a look into some of the bonus content available through the Creatively Christian Club membership. You can find out more about that membership by going to club.theophanymedia.com. In this episode, Jake Doberins interviews Savannah Cottrell about working with an editor. All right. I am so excited for this episode of Creatively Christian, this bonus episode available for paid subscribers only. I have with me today Savannah Cottrell. I already forgot how to pronounce your name. I asked her before. Savannah Cottrell. Um and she is a writer as well as an editor. She has her own company, The Wonder Edits. Yes. Um, and it has a very cool theme. If you like pink and sparkles and unicorns, you'll definitely like the whole kind of atmosphere she has set up um, with her company. Thank you. So, yeah. So, Savannah, I just want to first know kind of how you started The Wonder Edits, how you got into the editing I know you've been writing for a while. Maybe you want to start with your writing journey and then kind of head that direction. Just tell us sure, about it. Sure. Absolutely. Um, well, first of all, thank you for that kind introduction. That was awesome. Um, anyway, so I guess starting with the writing, it goes way back like childhood years. Like okay. I am, I've always been a storyteller at heart. I can remember writing in so many notebooks, just different random stories. And that first started out as like kind of more of an art focus. Like I originally wanted to be either a graphic designer or comic artist. And then that eventually translated into, wait, I think I actually like working with words better, more, more in the sense that it's very, it's less objective and more subjective with like the way of working with words, like, you know, grammar rules, that kind of thing Mm. where, but still having that subjective element of, oh, I like the story, like that kind of thing. But I just absolutely love storytelling. I'm like, you know what? Let's give this English thing a try. So I swapped majors in college from studio art to English, and I just fell in love with it. I have to give my mom credit for this because she taught, she gave me my love of reading, basically, and was like, you might want to switch to English. And I did, and here we are. So from there, the editing thing came in when I was editing people's papers in college. And by editing, I mean checking for periods and things like that. I wasn't writing people's papers, obviously, but (laughs) I, yeah, exactly. But anyway, I um, did from there, I was like, you know, this would be really cool to pursue for a living. And because it eventually evolved into, I got into journalism and I became the editor in chief of the Free Harvard University newspaper. If any subscribers are familiar with the bell tower, I was editor in chief in 20, between 2013 and 2014. And then from there, I was just like, you know, I love this side of it. So after college, I began working for various companies throughout the years and in various editing capacities. I've edited, you name it, from magazines to church bulletins. I was a church secretary too. I also edited, um, I've edited novels. And then from there, I was just like, I love editing novels. I love editing Christian nonfiction. Then from there, it's like, you know what? I think I'm going to stake it out and try my own thing. And it's, it's weird because like, Staking out on your own is scary. And I was just like, am I really making the right decision starting my own company? But then I started, I started the wonder it's before the pandemic hit, actually, I started on Valentine's day, 2020. And I was just like, you know, I don't know if this is going to work. Then I picked it back up in the pandemic, like really pursuing, pursuing more, um, 
pursuing it more basically. And it's just like, this has just been the coolest, most fun thing ever. And it's taken off in a way that I really can only credit, give credit to God for. Like, it's been so much fun and I've just been, and that's where I'm at today. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you. So my first question, this is really important. Um, yeah. What good is an editor? <laughs> Why okay. would anybody need one <laughs> to okay. find editors for people? I am so glad you asked. So, well, I'll, my answer for this will kind of be for your audience, specifically for Christian creatives, as well as anybody who picks up this episode, just any, if you're, regardless, regardless of what genre you pursue, editing is important because it is so easy. I'm a, I'm an author myself. I've also, I've self-published work as well as I've written a grand total of six novels. Um, I wrote three this year. So I I can already tell you right now, my draft, I cannot send it. I cannot publish it right now because you know, like there is a certain catharsis for getting words on a page. And, you, and I absolutely encourage getting all words out on a page. That being said, you want those words to be the best they absolutely can be. And that's, all, that's really why I started the company was because I want to help people like make their words best they can be. So that means if that means adding the Oxford comma, or if that means making sure a character is consistent throughout a whole novel or that kind of thing, if you need a a second set of eyes for that, I got you. Like that's what, that's what I can do for that. Now in the Christian sense, you're like, wait, you know what? You can't really edit scripture. You know, all scripture is God breathed. Why do you need an editor to edit scripture? I would not do that. (laughs) Not changing God's word here. I would be checking for scripture references, i.e. say you're wanting to reference John 1.35. If you write John 11.35, you're, you're, um, <laughs> it's going to be a little bit tricky when, it, when you're, if you're wanting to talk about discipleship and instead your client or your reader finds Jesus wept instead. So mm-hmm. that being said, I, I check for that kind of stuff like extensively. So an editor, what an editor does and why a writer should consider an editor whether that's someone like me or someone like, you know, anybody else, there's so many editors on the market and there's so many different types of editing. Like there's developmental editing, which, is, which means checking for consistencies in your story, like characterization, plot pacing, things like that. Copy editing, which is your more like nitty gritty grammar, dot your I's, cross your T's, that kind of thing. And then proofreading, which is less intense than copy editing, but similar principle, just making sure every I is dotted before it's kind of what I call the last bastion of before your book gets set to the world. But, um, but anyway, yeah. So your edit, so being a writer, it's so easy to get in your own head, regardless of whatever you write. Like you're often just, you often see your work in in a specific way. Then when, when someone reads, you're like, Oh, I did not mean to write two ands there. So that's yeah. Little things and big things are why one writer would need an editor. That's awesome. And I'm really glad you talked about the different kinds of editing. A lot of people don't know that. I only learned that recently. Yeah. I didn't know that before I started this company. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that, so it's been, it's been fun learning that. Yeah. That's so cool. Thank you. So what are some of the kind of common mistakes maybe that you've seen? You've been doing this editing business for a while and then you've been (laughs) editing forever. What are the, what are the big no-nos? What are the big mistakes that people constantly are repeating? Oh, I've got the, I've got a good answer for this one. Believe it or not, deity pronouns. And what I mean by that is he and him in reference to God. You'd be surprised how many people miss those. And it's, it's not for the fault of the writer. Sometimes you're just getting words out there and 
you know, it just happens and it's okay. Like, I'm not saying whenever I talk about editing mistakes and whenever I'm talking about like common things that I find, I'm not like saying that to criticize a writer because every, the fact that people are writing and putting their work out there is awesome. Do it. Like if I wish more writers would do that, I would just say like, with deity pronouns, I mean, you kind of need to make sure that God's, pre- you know, if you're, if you're writing Christian work, that is so important. Um, so depending on what, if you're writing for a specific publication, definitely check whoever you're writing for style guides on that. If they do, cause I know, I understand there are two different opinions on that, like mm-hmm. whether, whether or not you capitalize it, but that, that is what I was always taught, you know, you always capitalize he and him, but beyond that, I would say quotation marks are an interesting one for me, different, like, uses of quotation marks as well as um commas and series and I mean that's really I mean and I'm being very nitpicky here I mean I have to be because I'm an editor but yeah <laughs> like different it's often really little things that I catch as far as like the grammar type stuff and I mean it, it's like you have to pre- I pretty much have to go through it with a comb because a lot of times I'm like this works really good it just needs the it's I call it polishing silver it's already great. You just need to kind of make sure it's, you know, it's, per, it, it looks its best before it goes out to whatever capacity, whether it's being queried um, to publishers or agents, or if, if you go the self-publishing route. Other mistakes, I mean, there's not really a whole lot. It really depends on what the book is. If there's like, um, like, I mean, I could just say semicolons, but I mean, again, that's just a very specific niche, um, it really depends on the sentence and what the client's doing. And, and um, if it's, if or in the case of developmental editing, a lot of times I'm asking like, should you clarify this character more or what does this character look like? Like that's a, that's another thing I, I request of my authors, but otherwise it's, it's been pretty smooth sailing with editing. I just go through it and fix what I fix. So That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I'm terrible at describing characters. I can definitely um, relate to that. I'm a very dialogue focused guy and Hey, that's okay. I, (laughs) I, um, I actually, um, there are some authors that I've noticed that, that it's the opposite. They describe really well, but then there's author, then they, I'm like, this would look really good with some more dialogue. So it's, it, it really goes both ways, but, and, and a lot of time, and again, what I see is often really, really good. I'm just like, let's go further. Let's do something really cool with this. And because a lot of times it's like, um, I'll, I'll, the way I describe it to my authors is illuminating settings. Like hmm. there's a bus. Okay. Well, what does the bus look like? Is it a worn down bus? Is it a shiny and new bus? Are there, is there a, uh, what is the, the state on the back of the license plate? Like that kind of thing. So often I'll, I'll request that. And I, and I also want to say too, in the way of characterization and requesting more clarification, I'm not telling these authors what to write. I'm just saying, Hey, let's maybe try this way add whatever do it do it your way and then let let but let's make add more to this so that's awesome i like that illumination yeah i've i've thought of it before like with with editing you know if you're gonna especially if it's a christian thing um oftentimes you know we dress up for church we mm-hmm. in our sunday vest it's the same kind of thing with written work we want our sunday vest if we're gonna write uh, something especially if it's supposed to be god honoring we want to do the trust. best Definitely. we want to describe the best not have a bunch of grammar mistakes yeah for sure definitely and that editing is really something that i think sets the uh um the self-published masses apart from like the 
good self-published authors. Um, I know not all of our audience is going to pursue the self-publishing route, but if you're reading something that was self-published and it just has all these mistakes, Mm -hmm. that's a pretty good recipe for, I'm not reading any more of this author. (laughs) Exactly. And you're, and especially for these authors who are for, for your audience, who's going to pursue self-publishing, you're going to want those good reviews and you're going to want, and and if, and you want people to focus on your story, not the errant typos. So. Definitely. Definitely. When I, when I write, I'm more of a stream of consciousness kind of guy. And yeah. then I don't always go back and edit. I don't like to read the things I've already written. Yeah. So um, getting an editor is always really good. Yeah, um, for sure. And I, the, like, I would actually encourage you to keep that stream of consciousness mindset because I, <laughs> being a writer and an editor is kind of a double-edged sword for me. Mm-hmm. Personally, that I self-edit a lot. <laughs> So a lot of times I'm like, you know, this could be better. And I'm often going back, like when the past novels I've written, I'm often going back and having to recheck stuff. So it is good to kind of just, you know, get all your words on the page and then be like, hey, let's, you know, whether you choose to hire someone to look at your work or regardless, or, you know, regardless of what you choose, it is always good to have a second set of eyes for sure. So, yeah, that brings me to my next question. Um, Self-editing tips. For, I mean, I I don't think you should, I I, I think in most cases, um, you should always have a second set of eyes or something, but what are some of like best practices for just self-editing, making sure your work is good before you get to that next stage? For sure. Yeah. Now all these steps take time and it's, and I think self-editing is good for sure too. Um, Everybody has a different path, the way they choose. It's like a lot of times, it's like a lot of times people, um, I've, seeing clients like assemble their own team, like of, of freelancers that they'll, they'll have an editor approve your, but to go back to your question for self-editing, give yourself space between when you finish the project and when you go back to read it, because the space is going to kind of give you that fre- fresh set of eyes without having a second person, if that makes sense. Now you are going to still have your bias of having the, you know, since you wrote it, you kind of know where it's going to go, that kind of thing. But having that space and time is going to kind of help you be like, okay, man, maybe I needed to add some more to this section or this could totally be cut out, that kind of thing. Um, second rule is be kind to yourself. I mean, it's one another, it's one thing to look at your work and be like, oh, I could have totally done better, better with this. But then it's another thing to be like, wow, this is really, you know, you should be proud of the fact that you wrote something, first of all. I mean, Good gracious for NaNoWriMo National Writing Month just wrapped up. That was 50, that's where you write 50,000 words in a month. It's run by NaNoWriMo.com. Um, that organization, it's an organization that promotes uh, literacy and youth and things like that and writing for youth and as well as adults. But they um, encourage writing 50,000 words in a month. And a lot of times, like whenever you write something of that magnitude, you often forget, well, I just wrote 50,000 words like that that's that's a huge accomplishment and you should be proud of that so definitely be kind of yourself in that regard and also you know per, like whenever you make revision notes which I'm actually in the process of doing right now with a novel that I wrote this year is find where you find the positives as well as the things that you should you know maybe work on and things like that but then other than that, just if there's any other proofreading things that you want to do on your own that you catch, go ahead and catch those. Cause that will um, kind of, that, that way you could kind of get an idea of, okay, can I get somebody else to 
do that. And that'll also kind of inform you what kind of editing you will need, like as far as a copy editor, for if you need some, if, you, if you're like, okay, I really need somebody to catch more errors, hire a cop, like look into copy editing or, oh, I need a grant, I need a grammar check as well as, is this character okay? Developmental editing, things like that. So yeah, that's, that's what I would recommend. That's really good advice. Leads really nicely into my next question about, um, like, what are ways to uh, prepare for working with an editor, or what are some good practices while you're working with an editor? You kind of talked about that first one a little bit, how to kind yeah. of prepare your stuff. For um, sure. So what are some good interaction between writer and editor kind of tips? Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll think, I'll draw from past experiences with past clients. Um, you kind of get to know, as an, I'm speaking strictly from an editor's perspective here, you tend to get to know your clients through their writing, because the nature of writing is you're pretty much putting yourself on the page. So that way, like, say there's an author writing about their own experiences, but creating fiction from it. I can say, hey, let's talk, you know, we can, uh, I can ask her questions in the comments of my edit saying, hey, what's, what's going on with this? Or if there's a commonality that I share with my client, I'll say, hey, let's, let's illuminate this. Like, let's say there's a location mentioned that we've both been to. And I'll be like, hey, I've been to someplace similar. Let's, let's maybe talk about that. So I get to know my clients that way. And I'm actually really happy to say that some of my clients are like my friends now because, it's, because I've gotten to know them so well through their work. And it's really, really fun to do that. But as far as like a client and editor, I mean, for the writer, please be clear about what you want with me. Um, if you're, if you were to inquire me, I'm just using this as an example because I work work with people like yeah, this. That makes sense. But <laughs> but I would say like, say you were to go to my website, thewonderedits.com. You inquire and you say like, what um, say what you're looking for. Be very very clear with me what your expectations are. Like, are you looking for like a whole, do you want me to rip your manuscript apart or, or not? Like that kind of thing. Like, but I would, I would not make your manuscript bleed. I, I, I if I can avoid a red pen, I would, <laughs> but um, it's just the na nature of these things. Sometimes there is some red, but it just means again, I'm polishing silver. Like, what are your expectations as far as like, what do you want to see out of, come out of your book? Like, what do you want to, what, what message do you want to put across? Cause for, I'll just, quick example, say I'm uh, editing Christian fiction for teens. That kind of informs me, okay, this is the way I need to edit this work. This is the way I, these characters should be talking. Like they, like these teenagers should not be talking like they're in their fifties. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. So I need to make, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you want to, you want the characters to be believable and that kind of thing. And most of the time that's, that is a very extreme example, but that, but you, this is kind of stuff that I need to watch out for it's like like that kind of thing and I do outline all the all, a lot of this on my website like what is the synopsis of your work what do you what do you want me to do with it and then that's when we would work together to make a decision on you know the nitty-gritty the business side payment that kind of thing as well as expectations on timeline and things and they, um, I'm ha I'm so happy to say that I have like the nicest clients ever like they are so cool and they are very they've all been just very gracious and cordial with it, with everything regardless of if we wind up working together or not so it's it's really it, it's been very very fun just starting this business this year in a pandemic and then getting to work with people in this way so. definitely 
Well, you heard her, you heard Savannah say that you know if you're not a nice person, don't go query her and um, <laughs> hire her as your editor. Nice people only are accepted. So <laughs> I accept everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, nice thing people please are. Please be nice. Uh, please be kind. <laughs> be kind to everybody. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Always good advice. Yeah. Um, but anyway. awesome. It is so good to hear a editor's perspective in all of these things. Um, I know I have been at the um, I've been at the mercy of editors throughout my life, and um, not all of them are as kind as you. Um, but uh, I, I understand that certain choices have to be made. I remember one of my first published things was for a newspaper, had an opinion piece in there. Um, the Christian Chronicle, actually. Oh, wow. And they they just changed a lot of what I said. And I was really hurt at first. Um, that's not how I wrote it. That wasn't my title. But yeah. I know that, uh, you know, those editors, they have their own sets of standards. And the publication yes. has standards. They got to yeah. do what's best for them. Oh, um, for sure. Definitely. You First of all, you were brave to submit to the Christian Chronicle. Congrat, uh, br- uh, props to you for... Yeah doing that or so early in your writing journey um because that that would be so cool to do to to submit something to to them um I will say back in my college days I when I was editor-in-chief um I would have requests whenever I would publish something I would proofread and then they'd be like oh I meant to say this can you please add it to the online magazine and I'm like first of all thank you for submitting you're awesome and you're you're cool but you really need to I've thought of that before you submit it is because when you submit that kind of thing in the real world, I mean, you know this, Jake, you need to make sure that it's like as published ready as you want it to be. And it's like you said, there will be some changes as far as like their standards go. And under, I mean, it is is a very alarming when you see some stuff cut out because I have been subjected Mm -hmm. to that before too. And I try, and you know, that's why I tried to be with my clients be like, okay, I am making this change because we need to do this. Like I try to explain every change I make because for that reason. So, but that being said, just make, you know, that there are, there it is different publishers are different and it, and that's okay that everybody's got their standards and it's all good. So. Yeah. That is good. Editors are not all mean, evil people. That's the, that's the real <laughs> takeaway. I certainly hope that. Yeah. <laughs> and I know, I know in working with you on my book previously, yeah. um, the the way where you can comment on like the word doc and mm-hmm. i can accept or reject changes it's really nice to get your opinion more often than not i took your opinion because oh, yeah. i just assumed that you knew what was right um <laughs> because you have that perspective on grammar and editing that i don't have but there were times when i said you know i'm going to keep it how i want it to and be a little yeah. stubborn so i can reject that change Yes, that what you're describing um, for those not familiar is called track changes in Microsoft Word. Most clients I've talked to are familiar with that, but I I have had some clients that I've had to show that I've had to show that and that's all good, but I just wanted to explain it briefly. Basically, there is a feature, as he described, where you accept or reject each comment. And 
I love it just because I, and it's like I tell every client, I'm pretty sure I told you this too. Um, all my comments are suggestions. Um, definitely take or leave everything. If you, if you want to reject my Oxford comma, be my guest. But if <laughs> I would not recommend it, but please, whatever. Oh, I'm a fan do. of the Oxford comma. I know yes. you are. You have some oh, merch yes. about that. <laughs> I have some, yeah, quick merch plug. I have some merch on my website. If you go to the merch link on the wonderedits.com, you can buy a mug that says Oxford comma. Yes, comma, please. Anyway, so that, <laughs> and um, anyway, so regarding track changes and things like that, I just love it because it's just so much like nicer as opposed to just seeing the change and be like, what happened? Where'd my text go? Like that kind of thing. And, and I, and I fully understood that there were, there were going to be some points in your book that there were going to be like, okay, I think Jake might keep this, but I'm just, I'm just going to say this. Let's make, you know, j- just, just brief comments, but otherwise, like if there were some other things that I, that I saw, I, I just made it. And regardless, even if I don't say something, all the comments that I met, like not, not comments, but grammar changes, like if there truly is a punctuation mark that you don't agree with, you can literally just highlight it and reject it. It's that simple. And it's really, I, I love it for my clients just because it is so easy and it's, it's easy for me too. Definitely. Well, I hope you can, we can close with just some general um, writing tips, um, editing wise or not, you're an author and an editor. So from that perspective, if you're talking to writers right now, what do you want to tell them? Okay. Oh, <laughs> I, first of all, just write. <laughs> Sometimes the hardest thing to do is to just get started. Writer's block, no matter what anyone tells you, is a very real thing. If you can't, if you find yourself having a difficult time writing, go outside, do something else. Find yourself, and another big tip that I tell my writers that I, one, discovered in college, but have carried with me pretty much pretty much a whole life, honestly, is to write from experience. If you see something and it inspires you, jot it down on your phone. Like I actually use Google Keep to keep all my story ideas just so I can track um, that sort of thing, but as well, but um, I'm able to just write from, if I, just so I don't forget about it later, I'm able to write from that. But also if there's something in your life, whether it's in, like, if you want to write a memoir about a liter- about an actual experience you had, or if you want to take that experience and just run with it and write a comedy, for for instance, you could totally do that. Just just write, just write, write what you love, write what you know. With the market today, it's going to fluctuate in all things. I mean, I'm sure if you've looked at any of the, um, if you've looked at any sort of publishing trends recently, you know, it, it can change within five years. Mm-hmm. easy so just like you know write what you love for for right now or if you want to check market trends if you do want to look into querying to publishers check those but also ultimately at the end of the day write the story that you want to write because you're not going to want to write it if you don't um because i mean good gracious who want i mean you writing is such a solitary it can be tricky and it can be difficult at times make it easier on yourself by writing what you love make it um and make it fun just have fun with it if you if there's um characters that you just want to write you know jot a quick jot a quick note down on your computer you can revisit it later um out uh you can outline or you can do um in NaNoWriMo they call this plotting versus pantsing which is like flying by the seat of your pants you can outline all you want to or you can just start in a word doc 
that's probably my most important tip. Just write, just write what the whatever whatever way you find best. Just write, and that applies to every single genre that I that I could think of. Like, and especially if it's Christian writing too. Just you know, if if something's on your heart, just write it and see where God leads you. That is really good advice. Thank you. Very good advice. I need to take that advice more often. I say I'm a writer and then sometimes it's like, okay, it's really hard to write. Um, Honestly, I need to take Even if you love it. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So Savannah, where are you on the internet? Uh, Where can we find, where can people find you and interact with you and all that kind of stuff? Yes. Social media plugging. Let's do it. Okay. So Uh for my editing, um, you can find me at the wonder edits on Facebook. You can find me um, on the one at the wonder edits on Instagram. And you can also find me online and you can also inquire online if you want to book me at the wonder edits doc, uh, the Again, that's www.thewonderedits.com and wonder as in wonderful. Um, just look for the unicorns. You'll find me. And then um, for personal Insta, you can find me at Savannah underscore cake. And that's literally like the pastry because my cousin, uh, my middle name is Kate and my cousin, um, uh, mispronounced my last name my middle name saying my prayers he called me savannah cake so that became my hand, my personal handle so oh. if you want to find me in my random if you want to find me in my random musings about writing so I, I post a lot about writing but just whatever savannah underscore cake and it's savannah just like the city and gone with the wind so perfect thank you so much i so appreciate you joining us for this bonus episode of creatively christian yeah. um this episode, I'm not sure when it will um, air to the world, but right now we're here at the very beginning of December. So yes. some of the things that we mentioned were a little bit timely, but that's okay. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is so fun. Of course, yeah. Um, again, thank you. And to the listeners, we appreciate you tuning in. Go check out Savannah's work and um, – Stay up with all the other cool interviews that we're doing with Creatively Christian. Awesome. Thank you. If you want more content like this, head over to club.theophanymedia.com. The show notes for this episode can be found at theophanymedia.com forward slash Savannah. Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. This show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, Bill Brooks, and Lynn Baber. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. Our music is by Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer. To join our exclusive patron community, which includes bonus episodes and so much more, go to theophanymedia.com forward slash creatively Christian. Have a blessed day and keep on creating for our Lord.